What is going on, fellow streamers? Welcome back to another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Dylan coming at you from Underground Studios. We're going to dive into one of the most anticipated season finales of animated content in history with What If Episode 9 and we're going to save our Star Wars Visions discussions for next week now that we don't have a, you know, week by week, you know, kind of on the rapid fire uh, discussion points now that What If has come to a close for season one. But Dylan and I have, uh, we've gotten on the hype train. We are watching Squid Game. So we're going to talk about where we're at. Dylan's two episodes in, I'm three. So we're going to talk about the first two episodes from discussion points and everything kind of a broad spectrum so if you haven't watched squid game be warned (laughs) spoiler warning for the second half of the episode also spoiler warning if you haven't watched what if go watch it and then come back but before we get started big thank you to our sponsors who allow us to talk about these tvs and tv shows and movies our friends at tomahawk shades you guys can go to tomahawkshades.com use promo code usp at checkout when you fill your card up with sunglasses blue light glasses their new fall apparel collection Dylan on their Instagram today, they teased a burgundy tie-dye Tomahawk Shades logo hoodie. Ooh. I would certainly wear that every single episode of every single pod we do during the fall and winter. It looks very clean. Uh, so you guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Go to that Instagram post and comment that you want that hoodie. Let them know that you want it in the store. Sheesh. Uh, right there. Right there. <laughs> I'll rapid fire order that, John. Uh, but when you go to check out, use our code USP, you get 25% off your entire order at tomahawkshades.com. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, you guys can get the vodka soda party packs at statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, Please drink responsibly. Dylan, what if episode nine debuted today, Wednesday, as we record this? Crazy. Uh, the the title is What If Watcher Broke His Oath? Uh, Which is very... another open-ended title, as you have been saying the <laughs> this whole time. Because he broke his oath several times by the logic of this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the quote here... From the Watcher, that's it, isn't it? All creatures searching for a place to belong, to call home. As for me, I am the Watcher. The multiverse, every single world, every single story is my home, and I will protect it to the end, quote the Watcher. I like that quote. Pretty self-explanatory. I mean, he he is the Watcher. He is your guide. Uh, This episode, I was kind of thrown off at the beginning because we started uh, with... Black Widow and Peggy Carter and it was like okay how did Captain Carter get here uh with Batrock the Leaper just chilling yo go secure your bag Batrock like doing the voiceovers he made his cameo in uh Falcon and Winter Soldier get that Disney bag my boy um and then we get Peggy Carter getting visited by Uatu the Watcher and says Peggy Carter Captain Carter you have been chosen and then clicks away uh, she gets chosen for what we come to find out is the fight against Ultra Vision, Ultron. Uh, and then he also goes to uh, back to episode two, Star Lord T'Challa. 
you have been chosen. We see <laughs> Ego, you know, slurping up on uh, our boy, Peter Quill. <laughs> Peter Quill. And uh, it's like, all right, pal, have fun with your dad. We're going to take T'Challa now. Um, and then the. No, the well, T'Challa one, kills T'Challa kills Yeah, Ego, T'Challa kills like... Ego, which is wild, which just shows like, okay, Star Lord T'Challa has way more power than we even knew about because uh, he's killing a celestial. <laughs> Um, how, how to get popcorn in me? Perfect snack. Uh, for a Perfect snack. It's 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 not even well. It definitely his power. It's more or less his character is like so cunning and sly, like mm-hmm. sleight of hand. That that's his biggest thing, and we see that later in the episode as well. They're very good at doing stuff like that because he nonchalantly jetpacks in, plants a bomb on Ego, saves Peter, and zooms out, and then gets picked. <laughs> yep. And then. Uh... We're going to dive into this one more because it's a massive plot hole. Oh, hell yeah, um, it's a massive plot hole. It's a massive what? <laughs> when this happened, I was like, huh? We get the Infinity Gauntlet being forged with uh, with Homeboy, Giant Man. I'm blanking on his Marvel name, but uh, he's a Lannister, right, in uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, it's, it, it's yeah, it's the... it's it's. Uh... Peter Dinklage is the yes. actor who plays him in the MCU and in Game of Thrones. Um, Gamora, she's forging the Infinity Gauntlet with Hulkbuster Tony Stark. And Hulkbuster, like, armor is all decked out in, like, Sakaar, like, markings and everything, like we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Where did this come from? Because, obviously, we talked about this, I think, with the first episode breakdown we did, where yeah. they removed an episode. I'm 99% certain this was the removed episode that there's the rumor that the 10th the episode that was supposed to be in here was going to feature, like, more than 50% of things that James Gunn has planned for either the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But to just see, like, Peter Dinklage animated, one, cool, two, the Infinity Gauntlet being forged in front of Hulkbuster Tony Stark, a universe where Tony Stark's not dying, and Gamora with Thanos' armor, and Uatu just coming through and saying, like, uh, that Gamora was, like, the destroyer of Thanos. It's like, hello, what are we talking about? He saw the Watcher, too. Yeah. It was like what not are everyone else about? saw the watcher and Captain Carter's world bat truck just presumably didn't was see like yeah. what are you looking at? So I don't know if it's Ego like a and Peter beam. Quill didn't see it in the uh the T'Challa Star Lord uh universe and then No, he, he did see it. Oh, okay. Remember he made a comment like, Oh uh, yeah, I'll stay right here looking at that big bald guy or big wizard. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well that right. makes sense because he because he Peter Quill's half yes. god of that in that world still. Half uh, celestial. So my right. point is, I think in that world with the Gamora, like and the Iron Man, I think maybe he went and took Hawk's place, and like went to the planet. The what's a, what's Jeff Goldblum? Sakar. Like maybe maybe he was the one involved in that saga, rather than be stuck in the in the spaceship with Nebula. Maybe. Ooh, I don't hate that. Or maybe it was him in the spaceship, but he was stuck with Gamora. It was super her. random, like those two being together, and then Tony being in the Hulkbuster armor rather than a normal Iron Man armor. 
lot of plot holes there that well the hawk the hawkbuster armor implies that he probably thought fought thanos in it it's a beef that yeah or a big bad because gamora had thanos's and, armor and, and his sword yeah so super strange to see all that and then we have uh Speaking we'll of strange, in, ah, <laughs> strange ah. Supreme comes through. Eric Killmonger uh, gets taken from the uh, the sixth episode's universe, which not the best of choices. You probably could have found that T'Challa as a Black Panther in a universe, but so I... my thought process is because we saw Pepper and Shuri come through with the Dormilaje and like nowhere to be found. Eric Killmonger, mm-hmm. I think in that universe, Shuri becomes the Black Panther, mm-hmm. and that no, no, might no, be no, their no. way to mold that for the live action. Yeah, because some people will return their universes. Uh, Eric might take a longer uh, <laughs> return. a little bit more time. Uh, is is Trevor Slattery making his way into uh, Michael Fassbender and uh, Mephisto range of us just talking in his voice every episode? It's just now? fun to do. Some call me a teacher. Others are terrorist. It's the best. Um, <laughs> make sure you guys go watch all, uh, all Hail the King, the one shot, uh, if you haven't already on Disney Plus. But uh, we also get Party Thor, Viva Las Vegas. That was great. <laughs> so good. Um, and then those five are taken to a pub created by Stephen Strange Supreme, where he and Uatu brief them about Ultron's war on the multiverse. So we got a multiversal war going on, Dylan. Um, and this is like the first time we've full blown like heard multiverse be tossed around as casually as it has been in the MCU, uh, which is very fun because yeah. I think what if is going to set up, you know, multiverse madness. It's going to set up some things I think we'll see in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and then when Thor carries out the uh, <laughs> the head of a century along with him, Killmonger takes it for himself uh, the newly christened Guardians of the Multiverse. Awesome team name. Yeah. Also confirms great. Thor, big team guy. Thor is a member of the Avengers, the Revengers. Uh, he's a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, technically, after, you know, Endgame and everything. And now he's a member of the Guardians of the Multiverse. Thor, big team guy. He's somebody also, that you want. Also, on your, he's on also a member of the North family. Yeah. Somebody you want on your roster. Uh, they devise uh, yes. a plan on confronting Ultron. Thor will lure him to their position as the team targets the Soul Stone for removal. Uh, very funny that they said, get the Soul Stone and give it to Gamora. Yikes. Um, then Gamora will utilize her Infinity Crusher. Brand new technology here. <laughs> Where was this in the live action? Uh, to destroy the rest of the Infinity Stones. Afterwards, Uatu transports them to another universe to set their plan in motion as Strange enchants the team with an advanced protection spell, which I don't know about you. I got massive vibes of like the, the gold, uh, you know, armor and, and things around the Eternals that we've seen in the Eternals trailer from that protection spell. Mm, good call. I also just like how powerful this, this Stephen Strange is He's with the protection so spells. Powerful. I mean, he was like, he's like the MVP. He's the only reason why no one died. Yeah, big time. Um, but my brain, because I, I thought of the ship that we've seen in the Eternals trailer and how it has like all the markings and everything. It that's showed. It seemed like markings were all around everybody, and obviously that's probably part of like just the spells and stuff. But I was like, ooh, 
Is that like a, a deep cut Eternals Easter egg? Like that's a good that's a good little potential grab from you from from going forward. It's gonna be fun watching that when it comes out. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see how those characters fit into Marvel because they were on Earth when shit went down. And apparently, there's two plot lines to that movie: a before pl- plot line and a present plot line. So yeah, because they're moving parts going on. They're aware of like Thanos and everything. They didn't do anything. Who is a, a eternal with a deviant gene? Yes, sir. Um, Strange and Thor they uh, bombard Ultron with a swarm of of Mjolnir's. That was cool. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> hammer time. Uh, oh, I, I just like Hammer. how funny this story is, man. How he like it's so what, funny. What do you say? Uh, just warning you, I have a like whatever of drawing unwanted attention. Oh yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a character trait or something. <laughs> and then what do you know? He got excited, <laughs> hot lightning, and then Ultron was like, "Oh, oh, look who it is! There is significant life on this planet." Um. So then we get uh, Strange and Thor bombarding Ultron with the Mjolnirs, throwing T'Challa to steal the Soul Stone. Strange then summons a horde of zombies on Ultron before the team depart to his home universe, where Natasha Romanoff intercepts the Soul Stone, believing the Guardians to be Ultron's lackeys. But before we continue, they were like, it's not about the zombies. It's who comes with the zombies. And obviously we get zombie Wanda and... I love how they approach this, where Zombie Wanda was ready to murk Ultra Vision, and then she stops because she realizes that Vision is underneath there, and she's not going to hurt her mans. And then she dies. Yeah. Probably. Although, it looked like a blast of her own, though. It looked red, right? Like, mm-hmm. pan, so who knows? Maybe, somewhat- that, maybe that's Zombie Hex. Zombie Westview. It's somewhat... <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's somewhat open ended, though, right? Would you agree? Like a little bit, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Zombie Wanda's gone for good. I think we also in that in that universe, all it did was just take the zombies that were around Wanda. Um, but you still presumably in that universe have Zombie Thanos, so that's probably a plot line that will still be explained, explored, and who knows? Like, like we're talking about Zombie Wanda still might be a thing. The zombies falling out of the sky was very like aliens from toy story too boy it's gonna be yeah that's ah, a good call i like that it's gonna be really awkward by the way of that universe if they do find a cure because all those people uh they're not um they're not turning back yeah <laughs> they're dead they gone um yeah. that's, that's right. but yeah very cool little attention to detail of why zombie wanda stopped attacking it's because she realized it was vision um then uh, we see them, you know, with the uh, the zombie horde and everything. They think that 
or Natasha thinks that everybody, the Guardians are Ultron's lackeys. Uh, Captain Carter reveals her close friendship to the Romanoff of her time, indirectly recruiting her to the team. Not long after, Ultron arrives to reclaim his missing stone, having made quick work of the zombie horde. And before we keep going here, too, did you find it kind of fucked that Uatu did not recruit Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, where's where's Spidey Supreme? He had the cape. He was ready to roll. Why did you leave him with zombie Thanos? Yeah, it's well, then again, we find that the Watcher knew everything that we saw was going to happen. So similar to how Doctor Strange saw the, all the possibilities and only one worked. Maybe he realized like this was the team and that works. I don't know the watch. The Watcher's powers are pretty crazy. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how. So I do agree, though. It made it seem like Spidey was going to be part of our like makeshift Avengers the, of those multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a season two and we can only get our hopes up. Like I said, they're probably going to revisit that zombie world um, mm-hmm. and or characters from it. And the watcher, since he has broken his oath more than once now, he might break it again in the foreseeable future. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen, you know, with, with no way home and everything that they just want to save Spider-Man events for that. Like who knows? Um, but we have uh Ultron attempting to destroy Earth with the five stones, but is negated by Strange. And as the AI and the Guardians wrestle for the Soul Stone, Strange manages to repeatedly nullify Ultron's attacks as the team pin him down. Very like reminiscent of, uh, you know, when Spider-Man, Iron Man, Peter Quill and everything were fighting Thanos to try to get the gauntlet off of his hand. Um a, he manages to repeatedly nullify the attacks. They pin him down along Gamora to attach the Crusher onto the stones. And of course, this fails as the Crusher was only designed to destroy the Infinity Stones of its original universe. Womp, womp. Rats. Um, allowing Ultron to recover the Soul Stone. He turns uh, his sights on Strange and attempts to kill the Sorcerer. Carter and Romanoff are blown away and land next to Romanoff's motorbike, where she finds the arrow infused with Arnim Zola laying beside it. Uh, very convenient that the Zola the Zola uh, USB arrow was just chilling there. It's a good little, not Easter egg, it's also cool because he went out and recruited all of them, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't recruit Natasha because right. he sent them to battle in the world that was already destroyed, thus indirectly recruiting Natasha and... Uh, he probably hoped Clint Barton, but he knew, you mm-hmm. know, Clint. and then Zola, which is just cool. Also, we we all, I'm just curious why did Nat just domed his body and put him back in the chip? Like where was, where was the half robot corpse that he was carrying? This is what I think also with Zola coming through here. I think Zola's coming back in the live action MCU because he is, he's a, a digital being. Did I they think destroy he's him coming though through. in the MCU I, when when they found him in the movie. Was just... So it was like a hidden thing that Zola's still been like just like floating around in the digital space. And when Tony goes back in time in Endgame to get the Pym Tech part, the Pym particles and everything, yes. and he runs into his dad. If you zoom in hardcore on the computer, all the way in the back of that lab, Zola's there. Really. Yeah. I'd look at that. 
it's hmm. really tough to see because it's like such a weird angle but zola's like face is like you can make it out on that back computer so i think we're gonna get zola back in the live action mcu because it's it's such an easy thing to do because he's digital yeah yeah i just didn't know if his copy was destroyed but that's a good take and i like it he's a new villain slash maybe ally depending upon how you approach him if you tell him hydra's destroyed and you tell him who destroyed it he'll go destroy them plus we got zemo still chilling in the live action mcu and zemo and zola were thick as thieves the only that's true good, good analogy the only thing with Zola is we learn in, later in the episode, we'll talk about it, is that in this, in the what if, he probably has different intentions now. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, so we get Zola laying beside the, uh, the the old motorbike, and then Natasha gets uh, Captain Carter to expose Ultron's eye, so precise, uh, allowing her to pierce it with the Zola arrow and have the Hydra algorithm destroy the AI's code base. However, Killmonger uses his sentry head to claim Ultron's armor and the stones for himself. Zola, who had assumed Ultron's body, uh, we see, like, tummy Zola. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you poke him, he laughs like the uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, big old hole in his chest. He's like, ah, ha, 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 I'm Zola. Um, he attempts to take them back, pitting the two in a deadlock struggle, realizing that there's no way to truly win. Strange encapsulates Zola and Killmonger in a pocket dimension as Uatu teleports him back to his home. Strange assigns himself to observe the reality bubble while Uatu sends the rest of his recruits back to their home universes. And it's like a, a Russian nesting doll. It's like, <laughs> oh, here's here's Zola and Killmonger in Strange Supreme's thing inside the Watcher looking over all of this. Um and then we have uh, Captain Carter noticing a portrait of Skinny Steve, considering heading back to her past, much like Steve Rogers did in Endgame. Uh, but Uatu convinces her to attend to her present day, unable to restore Romanoff's world. Uatu instead uh, places her in the universe where the Avengers had been assassinated by Hank Pym. Uh, and as Nick Fury, Carol Danvers, and their Steve Rogers fight Loki and the Asgardians, there, Romanoff steals the scepter and uses it to subdue the god of mischief. Meanwhile, Peter Quill joins T'Challa to fight Ego. Gamora and Thor reunite with Stark and Jane Foster in their respective realities. And Carter finds the Hydra Stomper armor stashed away on Batroc's ship <laughs> with the help of her Romanoff, reclaiming control of the nexus of all realities. Uatu dedicates himself to protect the multiverse for as long as yeah. he can. So... There's a couple of things I want to touch on. I'm sure you do too. So first of all, the budding friendship of half celestial being, Earth boy, Dairy Queen worker, Peter Quill, and now T'Challa because they're all buddy buddy. That's something I want to see, which is just ironic. Um, maybe T'Challa does become Black Panther on that in that universe or some kind of hybrid. Who knows? Uh, that one's crazy. The, the Thor one's pretty asimilar. You know, he goes back to the woman he loves. Yeah. Going back to Thor. The Gamora one. You're going to see that in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. The Gamora one, we're still like, what? Still waiting. Hopefully we get that in season two. And it's just like, oh, uh, while all of this was happening, we forgot to tell you this story. And that's why they were here. Uh, And then maybe that's why Uatu was blinking. He missed out on that one. (laughs) Doctor Strange is chilling. Um, 
And I just like the Natasha one because you knew he wasn't going to send her back to nothing. To live on her own. Like, literally on her own, people. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing. There might not even be animals or, like, I don't know what they were Dead eating. Dead world. So it's like, you knew she was getting sent somewhere. And it's cool yeah. that they tied it to another episode. Which, I don't know if you saw this. Scarlett Johansson won her lawsuit. She's getting more than $40 million from uh, the Black Widow movie with everything nice. tied in with the Disney Plus thing. I think that opens the door again for Black Widow to like a different Black Widow, but it's also Scarlett Johansson to come back. Hmm. Because if they're going to play with all this multiverse stuff, yeah, it, it opens the door for those types of possibilities to occur where it's like, oh, that's not our Natasha because she was blonde when she died or, you know, something they're like that. Yeah, that's a good point. They're also just doing it to how like we know anybody who's like read a comic before. Like, for example, the Marvel zombie line. That wasn't a what if. That was just a spin-off. Yeah. Like, what if, like, not uh, just <laughs> here I am saying it, but that was what if, like, Marvel was infected by zombies. That wasn't a, like, a, you know what I mean? That wasn't like a what if right. series. It was just a, a comic. Marvel series. zombies. There's literally a comic series where Deadpool kills everyone. That's not obviously canon. That's just, it's canon in its yeah. sense. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, get the animated. Um, <laughs> So my point is that they're doing the same thing with Marvel going forward so they can have live action, which is my theory. Eventually, they'll have live action adaptations. Similar mm-hmm. to what X-Men tried to do and failed because the X-Men movies aren't linear. They're like... Yeah, all over the place. They're going to try... They're not gonna, Yeah, they're going to try to do that with Marvel. Like, they might have... Like, a, they might do, like, a standalone... You know what I mean? Like, story right. stories that connect. But they might... They'll put the disclaimers out. Like, hey, this is not part of, like you know, technically part of phase, whatever, four or five, six at the time. Similar to how Star Wars is doing, like, uh, standalones, like Rogue One mm-hmm. and the prequel, uh, Solo, and stuff of that nature. So, I don't know. And also, we'll get more animated shit, which is awesome. Yeah, we which have super dope. Just some East, there's some Easter eggs. The only thing that bugs me about that episode we just talked about, granted, The Watcher kind of has it, plot armor and explains he knew it was going to happen but mm. like why recruit killmonger if you knew he was just gonna like i obviously i get it it had to happen but like everyone who watched this episode probably you, you saw killmonger get recruited you were like yeah this man's gonna betray them somehow i'll tell you That's why i'll tell you why my theory i think we're gonna get michael b jordan as killmonger back in the live action mcu I do too. He's um, too good of a villain. He's too good at playing the role for him to have been a. Is he going to be a villain? One movie. Well, that's he... the thing too. Like they can take it in whatever direction they want it. Now because... that they've brought him into the what if universe, like yes. you can you can make it so that he is kind of this double agent, like playing both sides of the coin type thing, and you have an opportunity to bring Michael B. Jordan in as a potential Black Panther as well, like. I, That's where I, think... I was going to go with it because the one we saw kind of realized. I feel like the errors of his ways as he died, mm-hmm. or died. You know what I mean? I don't know if you agree yeah. or disagree with that. I think his character in that one was no. He's still an asshole in that. I'm not going. I'm not going to defend him, but he has a righteous cause. Um, he's definitely. And I'm not saying he's an actual asshole, but he's an asshole in the sense where he, he killed quite a few people and he's willing to kill his cousin and family to get what he wants. 
which is war, um, but it's racially it's racially motivated, which is obviously very understandable. Um, but my point is, like, he might see the error of his way since his peace loving or peace minded cousin whooped his ass. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I, know, but you're right. I'm, it, it, I'm it'd be interesting to see him back. <laughs> It'd be seeing him interested. That was hilarious when he was like, "We'll just steal it," and he was like, "You really are from another planet." Yeah, that was great. Um, uh, that was a good. fun little fun little thing here too from uh, Phase Zero uh, CB. It's comicbook.com's Marvel podcast. Uh, they said, "With all of what if episodes out now, which one is the best?" Let's hear those rankings. And I'm guessing it's just power rankings based off of strength. So we have Strange Supreme, Star Lord T'Challa because we saw him kill a, a celestial. Uh, Ultravision and Zombie Thanos. Hmm. I agree. I, I think Strange is definitely number one because yeah. he's literally, literally absorbing everything. Thing. Yeah. Um, also, we saw him fighting as like Demon Boy for a split second. I don't know if you caught that when you were watching it. It showed that, like everything. I was like, I know that ain't who I think it is. And that was interesting because did you kind of catch when he was doing that and releasing like part part demon parts? Mm-hmm. His it didn't look like he was in total control of that, which makes me which adds to the the fuel to the fire that I think that is the Doctor Strange in Spider Man No Way Home. I agree that that Doctor Strange is interesting because they're not inherently his his goal was not evil at all. Mm-hmm. His goal was to bring back a woman who he loved, and she was a good, a good woman. Um, his goal obviously drove him to what we see, and I'm just curious if he tries to redo, like recommit that, like redo it, especially especially now that he's watching over two powerful beings. That like, I'm not sure how the consuming goes, but like he might try to consume Killmonger yeah. and Zola, like the being that you know what I mean. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like yeah. he's not one to be trusted. And I, I really hope you're right with him being in the Spider-Man movie. That'd be sick. That'd be so dope. It um, makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense, especially because Homeboy's hair was like the leading black. theory. Though is that it's just simply the hole from when the Hawk fell in never got fixed because of everyone getting blipped and stuff. So snow collected. But I'm like, aren't there other people at the at yeah. the, the sorcerer's house besides him? Yeah, you would think more more sorcerers are in a uh, Phi Theta Sorcerer <laughs> at Not the Sanctorum. Um, I think my power ranking goes Strange Supreme. They're not kicking over that Phi Theta Sorcerer. <laughs> Print the shirts. Let's get canceled by frat culture. Uh, I think oh, it's no. Strange Supreme. I think it's like a a a two A two B between Ultravision and and T'Challa Star Lord, because like the ability to to just murk a Celestial the way that he did so casually, and then coming out here and fighting against mm-hmm. Ultravision, uh, you know what? Star Lord T'Challa is number two because of of that simple fact he he murked a Celestial and he was like going toe to toe fighting against Ultravision holding his own when he was doing it. Sure, it was with a team, but he didn't get killed. It's true. I would say, actually, Ultravision is probably my most powerful character, and then Stephen Strange, Supreme, Evil Supreme, and then T'Challa. Just because 
the Ultron Vision like destroyed universes and planets and get and like multiverse like you know what I mean like he literally mm-hmm. destroyed verses of the multiverse and he also only succumbed because and it's, I'm not knocking it like it's awesome but he got he got slight he got sleight of handed because he got distracted and he probably got complacent because he probably killed. How many? How many teams of Avengers do you think he killed? Probably like a hundred. You know what millions I mean? Like millions and millions of. He Avengers. literally wiped out probably several Guardians of the Galaxies, probably a couple Novas, a couple Captain Marvels, like a shit ton of Avengers. So my man was just like, you know, he's like, ah, he he made the comment. He was like, usually you people die faster, mm-hmm. in, in, inferring he's killed everyone there before, or at least yeah. most of them. Um, so That's true power, true. he number one. And I think with Zombie Thanos, he's more of an open-ended in terms of power because we didn't see him after the zombie I mean, episode. The zombies net had their like power still, so he's gonna be a super strong zombie that has the infinity gauntlet. So that's that's yeah. pretty and we didn't see his powers with the six stone in the gauntlet. So th- it's still open-ended. Oh. I think we'll see zombie Thanos potentially uh next season because you and i are both we've both been on the train that we think we're getting a second zombie episode i think they will the comic book line's fairly long so they have some source material if they want to follow it all Mm -hmm. and it's just an interesting thing to follow in general dylan it is about that time we're gonna rank this episode and being that it was the season one finale we're gonna rank season one of what if overall I'll let you give your episode nine ranking rating first. Hmm. To get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content, keeping you up to date on the world of golf, releasing weekly a part of the underground sports, Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'll give it a nine point two. That's high on your scale too. It's high on my scale. Um, I just like it's about what you gave Wandavision as a series, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, in that range. I believe so. I just like and for a single episode. That's super high for you. It is. Um, might be sleep dep- deprivation speaking because I'm working a lot. No, because I I, I agree with you because I'm giving this episode just episode nine. I give it a nine four. There you go. Um, I really liked it. It's I think it like, tied the whole like build up of the entire season together. It tied it up and it left things open ended, but not in a way that made me angry. In a way mm-hmm. that made me inquire more or want more. And basically, as a viewer, it's making me want to come back. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for season two. Whenever it's ready to rock and roll, like, yeah. let's get this ball rolling. Yeah. We, we, we want to see the Gamora and Tony Stark story. We want to see the T'Challa and Peter Quill thing again. And apparently, I, season two is going to highlight characters we didn't see a ton of and new characters from the live action as well. Howard the Duck, baby. Let's go. Hype train, Howard hype. Um, no, it's exciting though. Yeah, I really like this episode a lot. Like it brought you back to every single plot point. Also, before we give our season rating, remember when uh, they were in the the makeshift like pub 
And yeah. he's like, oh, I, I wouldn't open that door. Did that kind of look like the TVA? Did you get that vibe too? Because yeah. it was like, oh, it's like blowing everywhere. And like, we didn't go outside of a building in the TVA, but we've seen things like floating around and shit there. And we didn't know where it was. I got massive. I was like, that's the TVA. It was either the TVA or it was like similar to the room they threw Loki in the TVA. Like yeah. They make a room. Like a I was like, hole. oh, that that's that's a plot point right there. It's also interesting that he chose the pub that Steve uh, Steve Carter <laughs> Steve Carter. Well, I guess technically in that world maybe because she's the uh, she got the serum. But no, <laughs> Peggy Carter. Um, it's just curious that he chose like he chose the bar or the pub for her. Yeah, brought it back to episode. Like, one. Hey, you know you know the biggest thing that you regret and think about every day. I made it into a pub. That and then it's like, oh, we're giving Thor beer because you remember the. Uh, the endless beer mug that just kept filling up when Thor went and visited Doctor Strange. Uh, and then obviously the, another, another. Um, yeah. I have yet to find that mug at any bar. I hope yeah. that I come across it. <laughs> the <laughs> another mug. Uh, it's brought to you by DJ Khaled. Another Stop. one. <laughs> it took me a second to get that. And uh, as I got it, I was like, oh no. Uh, and then, uh, for the series, our series ranking brought to you by our friends at play pickup. You guys can play the hottest headlines in sports and hopefully in the near future, play them in pop culture and, and TV shows and predictions like this, like we do here on this podcast. Uh, you guys can go to playpickup.com, start building your fan profile by placing props on the hottest headlines in sports. Dylan, your season one, what if show ranking for nine. the entire series nine out of ten it's a good I'm show gonna, I, I don't, it's nine out of ten i'm giving it the same as episode nine nine four i wow. i really liked what if a lot like it's like wandavision loki and what if have been like in this like s tier of shows so far, and like Falcon Winter Soldier was very good, but obviously we all know the rewrites and everything, which I wish they wouldn't have done because in this episode they mentioned like virus like 10,000 times. Um, and I was like, oh, you couldn't have done that in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed What If, obviously, soft spot for both of us. In this episode, too, being Chadwick Boseman's final time on screen yes, as T'Challa. Um, so we got to kind of relive, you know, seeing. Chadwick Boseman on the on the small big screen uh, one more time in the MCU. And I mean, bringing back the voice act, like bringing back the actual live action actors for most of these characters to be the voice actors is so awesome. Um, and I hope that trend continues. It and just even creates for the people, the continuity, you know, yeah. And even for the people that it wasn't them, they did a fantastic job, like making it seem like you were, you know, listening to you know, Scarlett Johansson or, or Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, you know, the the replacement voice actors there were top notch. Um, I really enjoy I can't wait for season two. And I hope it, it's a continuing type deal where, yes, it's canon, but like it, it opens up your playbook. If you're Kevin Feige and company at Marvel, like you can workshop ideas in what if. Yeah. 
and now we obviously know like we're going to get Captain Carter eventually in the live action MCU that is already out there full blown. Um, and, you know, there's talks that some of these dead characters in the live action MCU have an opportunity to now come back because of what if I think it's a fantastic concept. It keeps you thinking. It keeps you on your toes. Um, I really enjoyed what if and it blew my like I had high expectations for it, it blew my expectations out of the water. I agree. Um, I came in thinking highly of the show. You, get, you obviously get worried closer to the development and the release of the show for anything in life. Um, and definitely delivered. And I think I would agree delivered more than I anticipated. Um, I'm excited for the future of it. And I like what you said about it bring, bringing back characters that are like presumed dead. Um, it's basically just creating like literally what anybody who's dabbled with comics knows that mm-hmm. like when a character is dead, they're, they're not, not actually, really dead. They're not really dead. Stan Lee literally has been quoted and, and other comics, famous comics, Say, say similar things. The people who win are chosen by who writes and illustrates the comic book. So, if the character dies and they want to come back in a comic 10 years later, they can fucking do that. Yep. Point is, what if they want to bring back Iron Man into the live action? They could recast them 10 years from now. And they I think that's it. the best part about it, too. You bringing up that specific point where, like, Every single episode, and I've seen people talk about it, and it might be true for the What If universe and and the live action. Like every time we saw Tony Stark, except for today's episode, he died. Yeah, and he's it's like, like the, what it's if his thing locked death, in time? What if his death was an absolute point? I agree. I mean, we, we were introduced with three. No, uh, yeah, four absolute um, uh, things. Mm-hmm. What's her face? Steve, uh, Stranger's woman dying. Tony dying. Thanos being in every universe, it seems like, and mm-hmm. bad. He was still bad in the T'Challa one. T'Challa just talked to him, but yeah. he was bad before that. And then, what was the fourth one? I fucking had it. Ah, oh, no. Uh, strange T'Challa Thanos. It was something else. Oh, uh, Thor. I said before, Thor always loving Jane. Yeah. I think, I think Tony. I think this, you know, everybody like has the bring back Robert Downey Jr. Like they're the campaign and everything. And like you and I both know, like he's more than likely done with the character, which well, we're fine with. They did a great send off for him. It ruins the beautiful send off. Yeah. Which now I think introducing Tony Stark in what if and watching him die over and over again, it allows you the opportunity to, if you want to bring back an Iron Man in a different form in a different sense in a recast almost which we're gonna see with riri williams in ironheart and in armor wars it's gonna ease that you know quote-unquote criticism quote-unquote pain of not seeing robert downey jr as iron man yeah to put it bluntly it's ripping off the fucking band-aid like Mm -hmm. you're still upset he died and then what if it's like hey watch him die a couple more times and then by by the end of it it sounds fucked up, but if I see Iron Man die in season two, unless it's like some really sad shit on purpose, I'm just gonna go meh. I, I've I've seen him. I've watched the the movies several. I times. get more emotional watching Vision die. True, but my point is, we've seen Iron Man die enough times now where it's like meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, the saddest one is still Endgame. All these other ones, eh? Okay, 
Yeah, and we see him die several times, and we yep. can already assume or insinuate he's going to die in that Gamora one. Yeah. So what if is in the book season one, nine zero for the season and nine two on the episode nine from Dylan, nine four for the season from me, and nine four on episode nine. Uh, so congrats to the cast, crew, and everybody from What If. And Dylan, we're gonna wrap this episode talking about Squid Game. Hell yeah, the hottest show in the streets. Squid Game, uh, a Korean TV show. Um, this is Kyle's path to like anime people. We're getting him there. He's watching stuff in other languages. This is this is the the gateway. Um, this is a fucking scary gateway to be a part of, my man. (laughs) The story that came out too that I saw this week. This was tweeted out um, from the Numbers Game on Twitter just two days ago. Squid Game creator Huang Dong Hyuk wrote the show in 2009 but was rejected by studios for 10 years. He once had to stop writing the script and sell his $675 laptop due to money struggles. Today, it's the it's number one in 90 countries and set to become the most watched show in Netflix history. Squid Game is hot in the streets right now, Dylan. It's hot in the street, and it's not like other, in my opinion. It's, I mean, yes and no. So, like, a lot of things get hyped up. Um, uh, we're all we're all guilty of it. Like Game of Thrones got hyped up. The Walking Dead got hyped up. Like obviously Stranger Things gets hyped up. Every show gets hyped up, and that doesn't always necessarily correlate to the show being overhyped mm-hmm. or overrated. Now there are some shows that are overrated, and th- the great thing about that is it's really subjective. I mean, like you put ten people in a room, nine people might love Stranger Things like Kyle and I do. And then only five might like Game of Thrones. And then only like four might have ever watched Sopranos. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't uh, any loss, etc. So my point is this is this is Kyle's right. This is this is this is taking the world by a storm. Like you you thought Carol Baskins was bringing attention. It's all about Squid Games. I've already seen in the uh, kids game, I guess it's kids game Roblox. They've made versions of it. There's like other game uh, like mods. Which is I don't know how I feel about like the kids getting on the hype train about Squid Game because one, again, we said it before, spoiler warning, we're going to talk about the first two episodes kind of vaguely, but there's going to be points. It's so very, it's very, if you haven't watched though. it, go watch it. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's 
stop Ben's time. What's up? We're back. It's TV mature nice. audiences, and it has the most like trigger warning warnings underneath the TVMA that I've ever seen on a TV show before. It's got a lot. I mean, your main protagonist, he's dealing with depression. He's dealing with rage. He's dealing, he's just kind of an asshole at times, but he's Divorce. had a failed, he's had a failed life. Like that's not a child. That's not something for a child to see. It's no. something that as an adult, you can relate to aspects. Because Let alone every, these motherfuckers getting murked. Yeah, that too. I was going to get to that. But as an adult, every one of us can relate to aspects of a character we've seen so far. And quite a few of us are broke, so we can relate to that. <laughs> like I, the, the most hilarious meme circling the internet right now is the current financial situation. And it's the business card with the, the three shapes on it. I mean, she, uh, no. Uh, and yeah, like, once again, the violence. I'm only two episodes in Kyle's three. So for the sake of being a good friend, he's not going to obviously discuss the third one on tonight with us right now. We're going to discuss the first two. But still, the first one is where you see a lot of violence. The second one is more plot building. Red light, green the- light will never be the same. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Imagine if you were still a kid, but like an old enough kid. So imagine if this came out when we were like 14. So like oh my actual... God actually kind of appropriate for it but like not yeah. really but like enough to where we could handle it like 14 16 well we, i would watch it but like imagine like because you're only a couple years out of playing red light green light you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> like you know now we're in our 20s so it's like i haven't played that shit in forever so it's right. not changed anything and basically the premise of this show for everybody is hundreds of cash trap contestants accept an invitation to compete in children's games for a tempting prize but the stakes are deadly so it's basically degenerate gamblers and people who have fallen in debt meets the hunger games meets like the gore and gruesomeness of like i i don't even know like the 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 amount of detail that they show from people getting shot stabbed all that stuff is like nothing I've ever seen before well in a way it's worse than the hunger games because at least the hunger games the people know what they're getting into like yeah. the hunger games is broadcasted for everyone to watch these people get fucking these people are un- gassed what, what, what kyle didn't say is these people are coaxed into it so yeah. there are people that owe a lot of money in their respective country or countries because it kind of hints that there might be like a person yeah or two not from um anyway 199 yes sir um but so basically they get lured uh, the same guy got all of them <laughs> it seems gotta catch them all sleeping because they owe like so much... ash catch them gotta catch them all they owe so they owe so much money and the guy's like hey if you beat me in this child's game you can have like 10 grand and for people who i i, I it's like a hundred but i think if you convert it it's probably closer to 10 grand. yeah because sure. the the conversion it's like holy shit these people are like playing for like hundreds of cents on the dollar in converting to us dollars crazy crazy but the point is like they play this game and the guy is like yo imagine imagine, like envelopes imagine imagine if you're on a subway in new york or philly and some guy's like hey kyle we're gonna play like checkers or something stupid we're gonna roll dice yeah if you beat me i'll give you 10 10 10 g's if i if you if i beat you you give me 10 G's, but I'll wipe it away if you let me slap you in the face. He didn't even say that at first, though. He did, 
That's the important detail. That's mm-hmm. how down bad these people are for gambling and money. They just accepted it. And then he's like, okay, you lost. I got you. I want to know what happened. The people who probably rejected it were the people who fucking won the first go. And they were like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for my money, bro. The 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 memes that have gone viral with the show, too. Like, I saw one. It was like an Amazon cart. And it was like, I'm tired of working for the man. And it was like the jumpsuit and white vans from an Amazon order. It's like arriving by 12 p.m. <laughs> I saw one, or not even a meme. It was the actor actor who played the uh, like mobster gang the guy with the neck man tat- with the dragon tattoo <laughs> coming to theaters. He posted this a picture on Instagram saying, "Thank you for making me a millionaire with a heart." Terrified <laughs> uh, savage. Biggest recommendation from Dylan and myself. Watch the show in Korean, but with English subtitles. Yes. So similar to why uh, Kyle will eventually get there when he watches anime. Similar to why people watch anime in, in Japanese uh, or any any form. I think I think it goes for any form movie, Kyle. We can agree you should watch it in its native language. Mm-hmm. It holds more value. And I, I heard, I saw on TikTok. I, I heard I, the dub I, stinks. I, I listened to it. It was terrible. It was like, oh, no, don't go in there. Like that kind of level of like. Because they're just, you know, they're just reading a script, they're getting a paycheck, and they're done. Mm-hmm. The person's reading that, not knocking them for it. They don't, it's just, but like with some Asian centric accents, like in like language, like Korean and Japanese, like I said, for anime, like you really, there, there's a lot, a lot of emotion, like when they speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes to saying, like, and it's an emotional show. It's a very emotional show. And it's not even English since making you in your feels. That's how you know the acting is good. And you know, like the language also helps translate the emotion. Because like subtitles don't have emotion. You're reading a text. You have to build, you know, like contextually build around the text. The only reason books are able to build emotions is because you build it in your mm-hmm. head. So you're making the emotions. And I don't think I've been I, not to cut you. I don't think I've been uh this fascinated by a show and just like encapsulated by it since stranger things it's a cool concept it's 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 taking what's popular it sounds corny but you you, you'll get the comparison so what's pop what was popular for a while hunger games was popular for a hot minute and it died down then and a little little later fortnite got popular and you're like what dylan but fortnite PUBG, they're battle royale games in a weird, sick way, this is somewhat of a battle royale. Like, it's a bunch of people pitted against each other. And guess what? In Fortnite, and I, I hate Fortnite, by the way, so it pains me to say this, but my point is, society likes that kind of concept. And you know what else was popular for a while? Dylan, Angry Birds, and we have a big pig. It's <laughs> the farthest reach, but I love it. <laughs> I hated that. I hated that fucking game. <laughs> I broke one of my old phones because of that game, dude. Are you, um, are you, because like this is not a spoiler whatsoever because I haven't even gotten a, a sense of what it is. The shapes on, on the masks of these, these pink, yeah, it's like PlayStation, PlayStation button, yeah, PlayStation. Um, I'm very like, well, the intrigued. one leader guy has a different shape than the other ones. I've noticed yeah. that he's got like the, uh, Looks like the villain from Metroid. 
So the guy that played the game with all of them, do you think he is the man watching? Or do you think he's the man with the different shape talking to them every day? Ooh. We haven't got I haven't gotten yeah. far yet, so I don't know. I'm not there yet either, so I don't know. I think it's the guy watching, but I think that'd be too But also because episode one, like we saw him like chilling in the, the room. He also right? spoke English. He looked white. He spoke English. Did you hear that, yeah. hear that right? He was speaking in English. Yeah. Which makes this if if that's an abstract thing, like if it's like being aired to like a businessman or a company in another country, that's even more fucked up because then he's getting amusement out of a cheaper, like you said, like cheaper money in another country. Holy shit! I didn't even like think of that. I have a. That's a I, great. I work in corporate, thought. so my brains works in in bad ways. Sometimes. But yeah, like when he took the mask off, we didn't see his face, obviously. But when he's chilling on that couch watching the red light, green light go down, like it yeah. looked like a white guy. It did look like a white guy, and I kind of it's not anything close to it. But my brain, because I watched this show, I got like a madman, a madman vibe, like a tip, like a, like a business type man mm-hmm. sitting on a black leather sofa couch. Drinking whiskey or scotch. It couldn't, I couldn't, I don't remember what it was. One beer. (laughs) It's a great song, but no. Yes. Um, But that's like, that's like an Americanized like idea Um, in my, in my head, at least from the show. And it it was at one point, the show is just wild because it literally just shows you how desperate people are for money. Mm -hmm. They unknowingly sign themselves up to die. Homegirl didn't even name her kid. And the craziest part is once you learn, that's a good point, Kyle. Once you learn, she's savage, bro. Once you learn, she said it's all about them dollar bills. Right. Once you learn, once they learn, I'm sorry that they're that they're dying, and well, they learn it by watching like how many people died in the first fucking thing, like half of them, like half if not more, because it was 456 were there. Like 200 and main like, characters, 200 and like two were left, right? Like 200, and it went down to like 287 or even less, maybe. Anyway, more than a hundred. When they vote, when they vote, almost half of them vote to stay. Yeah. After they watch them die, and that just shows you how desperate and how screwed those people truly are, mm-hmm. and with their daily lives and debt income. And we do learn one of the main characters, uh, homeboy with the glasses, the nice businessman, is he's a. Uh, He's not getting out of debt. Even, even, even if he wins this show, I'm not sure if he's getting out of yeah. debt. <laughs> and I think that's the funniest part of this whole thing is like people are like timid to watch it because they think it's a game show. And it's like, no, it's not a game show. It is a <laughs> high stakes drama series. Uh, it It's what right now it's currently ranked 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 94% positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 96% like this show from Google users. Nice. Uh, the show is also known as Round Six. Don't hmm. know if that's just like the English translation or anything. Um, but this show is just so fucking crazy. And like, it, I think, it, like I said, it is the first time since Stranger Things where a show has like had me on my toes every single episode and like, craving to like like it's been a while since i've wanted to binge something and i've like held my own because they are true one hour episodes almost uh it's not like you know some of the the marvel shows where it's like oh it's 45 minutes and then like 38 um but i've I've held my own i'm like all right let me pace myself i don't want to 
overload on this like crazy gory <laughs> content all at once and be well, it's also an hour wreck. it's hard it's hard to yeah. watch if you're someone um, like me or you like we, we work a lot we're busy we, yeah like it's hard to fit that in sometimes but this is a show that like it's worth it has been like oh my god i need more i need to binge i, I watched the two back to back and it was a word i watched it recently yeah Kyle and I were texting about it, and I had to I had to work the other the next day, so I was like, I have to go to bed. And like this week, I've been, I've worked twelve ish hours every day. Like today, I worked, came on the pod. Uh, nothing more than I want to watch three episodes so bad when we're done this. But I know if I do that in the morning, I will hate myself. <laughs> now, will I still do it? Possibly. But <laughs> Stay tuned. But that's not practical. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 100% recommend watching Squid Game. Uh, the further Dylan and I go along through the, the first season, nine episodes, uh, the further along Dylan and I get, the more we'll talk about it uh, because it is absolutely electric. Totally recommend watching it. And like we said, watch it in Korean with English subtitles. Okay, yeah. I will say one thing. I got it's not, it's not a spoiler at all as well. I did see on Twitter... I don't know if you saw it. And if you saw it, you can you can say if, if, if it is or not. Someone was like, Squid Games was awesome. Had to skip the sex scene, though. Felt awkward. So did you see that in episode three? I did not see that in episode three. So apparently we're going to have to watch that. And for anybody bow, else who started bow, the journey, bow, bow. brace yourself. Because I'm feeling child. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I don't know. Like, they had to skip it. So I'll, I'll say like, this. Creepy. Episode three. This is not a spoiler. This is spoiler no context. Episode three uh had my anxiety like i was like gripping on to like anything i could grab i was like oh my god like all right that type of vibe from the game that they play hmm. might have to watch that tonight it is so far episode three has been my favorite fuck kyle you're gonna help him <laughs> Try to go to bed. Become a responsible, functioning adult. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go watch Squid Game uh, on Netflix. Like we said, Netflix is back. Netflix is totally back. Uh, the show's not yeah. even a month old either. Like being out on Netflix, it, it released on September seventeenth. So go watch Squid Game because it is electric. I also watched uh, the Chappelle special. Oh, how was that? So funny. He, he's he's just he's awesome. so good. He's, he's awesome. so good at like delivery and like he'll he'll tell he'll tell a joke that's fucked up, but he'll walk it back in a sense of like having you relate to why it's fucked up. Yeah, and he kind of he also defends like certain things he makes fun of. He's like, "Yo, I don't actually hate this," but he's like, "Let me tell you a joke." Does that a lot in this special? I'm a comedian, and that's the kind of comedy I like. And I understand we're we're going towards a new time, and some things that were said aren't acceptable anymore and that's perfectly fine i'm okay with that i agree with that um a good comedian and he said he says it on um rogan's podcast has to read the room mm -hmm. comedy has changed from 70s to 80s to 90s to early 2000s to now some comedians don't give a fuck like mm -hmm. him and bill burr like those kind of guys and then there are guys that don't give a crap even more than them and you don't really hear from them anymore because they've just been kind of canceled or they just don't draw so you have to they have to walk a line and Chappelle definitely walks the line sometimes on the other I mean, end. But... He opened the special up with uh because it was it was filmed in Detroit and he said, Yeah, I'm filming this is my last special for a minute. 
Um, he was like, you know, I talked a lot of shit on Detroit in my first special, so I said, why not come here and film the last one? <laughs> Dude, his his specials have all been about cancel culture. Someone must have really hurt him. <laughs> it was it was very. I watched it with my mom too. My mom loved Chappelle. Um, very very funny. Totally recommend. Go watch this Chappelle uh, special, new one on Netflix. It just came out on October fifth. Um, we'll dive more into that probably next week. Once more it. people have gotten a chance to watch it and uh, we'll be talking more Star Wars visions, we'll be talking oh, more yeah. Squid Game. And uh, like Dylan always says, send us those recommendations. Let us know what you want us to, to watch so and dive watch. into. There's so much coming out over the next few weeks, uh, although it's not on a streaming platform. Also, big news, too. If you are a Marvel fan and have Hulu Premium, every Spider-Man movie toby andrew tom and the first venom movie are available to stream on hulu Fuck, just no saying way. they are all available on hulu premium to stream for everybody i saw venom amazing loved it no spoilers happening here uh because it's not on a streaming platform but go see venom it is. I need to watch that, dude. I will go. I will go again. It was All just right. like Shang Chi, where it's like I will go watch it again. Um, maybe we'll have a date this weekend, Dylan. Hey, for the pod. Um, but yeah, send us those recommendations. Tons of movies are coming out on HBO Max over the next couple of weeks. I know many scenes in Newark came out, and it's very flip of the coin if you liked it or if you didn't. Uh, Dune's coming out towards the end of the month. I'm we got a whole lot too. of stuff coming out over the next few weeks and few months. So tons of content coming at you here on streamer season. So let us know what you want us to watch and uh, we'll throw it on our docket to uh, discuss on the show and make sure you guys are following us on social media at streamer S Z N. You can follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at K B I Z Z L three one one on Twitter for all of that. And then streamer S Z N Twitter and Instagram. And uh, also, season finale of Turner and Hooch came out today as well. Congrats to the entire Turner and Hooch cast, including our guy Mike Horowitz. Going to be uh, working on getting him on the pod again very soon to recap everything. Um, make sure you guys check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, uh, where I just did a recent blog. Dylan, you'll enjoy this because it's a Oscar-winning movie, Silver Linings Playbook has been yeah. given the access to become a, a musical on Broadway. That'd be cool. I wonder if they would, wonder if they the, would go... Like, the guy in, who is in charge of it is the producer who took Hairspray from a movie into a musical. So I think it's in good hands. I think it's in great hands. And I'm just curious if they would go... I know some like musical ad- adaptations go the route of getting like bona fide broadway mm-hmm. stars or some actors who have since become actors but you know what i mean have a past i would love if they let bradley cooper that's what i'm role. saying so because like, i don't know because they, they, they we know he people, can sing they have people who could sing and, and that's that's gonna be, obviously be a focal point in the movie or do you do how others have gone and done like no names mm-hmm. either way i'm totally gonna go see it on broadway i'm, I'm all for it can't wait for that so underground sports philadelphia.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you felt about the entire series of What If. Let us know if you're watching Squid Game. Leave your movie and show recommendations in the podcast reviews as well. 
five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. Final thoughts, Dylan? Uh, more reviews, more followers, more ratings means Dylan can buy more stupid stuff. Follow us on Twitter so we don't have to commit to uh, go playing Squid Game. Um, oh my God, hell no! I, I hate my job sometimes, but I'm not that desperate. It's like it's like the the meme from The Simpsons with Mo, and he's looking back. He's like, "Not today, old friend. Not today." <laughs> but it's just the Squid Game business card. I might I have to make that, that meme. I may have to make that meme. Dude, that's a good Halloween costume. You could just literally have that card and like, what are you? And you're like, I'm a broke individual contemplating <laughs> life-altering decisions. I have my Halloween costume planned out, though, because uh costume for a rehearsal dinner for Sarah and Matt's wedding. That's incredible. Very fun costume planned. I'll tell you once we finish recording. Right. Don't want to spoil it for everybody. Uh, but subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Big thank you to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, and Kenwood Beer for letting us talk about all these crazy shows and Hell movies yeah. the way that we do. Go to TomahawkShades.com, use our code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, uh, you can get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidebucket.com with promo code USP. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer, Dylan's favorite beverage of choice to crack open when he's watching Squid Game. Uh, you got to be 21 or older to consume a nice cold Kenny. And of course, please drink responsibly and use the Kenny tracker at kenwoodbeer.com. This you got Kenwood on tap. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform tv and movie breakdown discussion podcast on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network for dylan i'm kb and until next week guys one last time keep on pondering the question what if hell yeah